Bless up for tuning in to Project Cheney. Magic happens when you question everything. Conspirituality becomes reality, weirdness is welcomed, and it's okay to change your mind. Big up yourself. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Project Cheney. As always, I'm Cheney. Yeah, I called you guys again. Some of you out there told me you did not like to be called a bunny. I don't like to be told what to do, but I also don't have cement shoes with the bunny idea yet. So if you like to be called a bunny, then hi, bunnies. (laughs) And if you don't, that's not for you. I have had the hardest time getting this episode out. I have probably deleted two hours of recording on and off and interrupted. Trains of thought knocked off the track by the universe. I will just chalk it up every time that it wasn't meant to be. And hopefully this time is meant to be. I'm not going to settle in that it is yet because who knows, a comet could land on this room or uh, Operation Bluebeam could start outside. Hey, maybe 10 days of darkness will happen, right? As I hit like the 46 minute mark of recording this episode. (laughs) I want to say I'm going to put something on the end of this, but who knows how long we'll end up hanging out today. And by put something on the end of this, I mean a fun sit down with an interview that I've done previously. It is my 32nd episode today. It is the middle of the night on Friday night, Saturday morning. There is a solar eclipse that you can see from Antarctica happening right now. If you believe Antarctica is real. (laughs) I don't even get in flat earth or globe debates anymore. I just don't even believe Antarctica is real. I don't believe in anything anymore. What are we supposed to believe in? I don't know. I don't know. You know what is happening? I should just start here. I've started in every place on all the episodes I've deleted that you guys will never hear that are somewhere flittering about the aether of podcast world. Maybe some of the shows were way better than this. Maybe some of the shows were way worse than this. But this is the show you're going to get. And we're going to start with talking about Ghislaine Maxwell. How can we not start with Ghislaine Maxwell, daughter of heir Robert Maxwell, He uh, was a Mossad agent for Israel. He was a billionaire. He is a dude that um, disappeared off his yacht. He has a lot of children. Two of his daughters are software uh, engineers. Um, His sons are investment bankers and think tank leads and one of his daughters 
is a Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine, as the media is portraying her, is a co-conspirator of Jeffrey Epstein. I believe that Ghislaine Maxwell is Jeffrey Epstein's boss. I believe Ghislaine is really connected and always has been. Epstein kind of came out of the blue. Epstein um, maybe was a teacher, maybe was a Wall Street mogul, maybe was just some dude that came out of nowhere, hung out in the White House, handled Les Wexner's money. Les Wexner is the guy that owned Victoria's Secrets, uh, has an island, has Zorro Ranch. We all know a lot about Epstein, but very few people know anything about Ghislaine. Ghislaine has a submarine license. She has a helicopter license. She um, owns a charity slash company slash country called Terramar. Terramar's logo is um, like a T through the center of an M. And upside down, it looks like a trident. It almost looks identical to the Barbados flag. Or you can look up Jeffrey Epstein's logo, which oddly enough is an E on its side, then with the J through the center of it. So it has that same trident look. Um, yeah, trident is my new geeked out symbol. And so the Epstein or the Ghislaine Maxwell trial has been going on. And we found out uh, connections of them kind of in ways like Jimmy Savile had at hospitals that Ghislaine and Epstein had rooms in like a girl's conservatory school or something. Um, he had a lot of planes, big planes. And I guess it also came out that he was inside the White House 17 times why Bill Clinton was in the White House. Sometimes they're like within two hours of each other, like twice in the same day. Ghislaine was very connected. Robert was very connected. I think he was ended up being like the head mogul of like BBC or something in the UK for a while too. So that trial's been going on. Uh, nothing enough for the media to really talk about it, but they're not completely blacked out of it either. I have seen CNN and Fox all mention it, but it's by no means the lead story. They are too busy talking about a school shooting that... Uh, Looks like they took the son of Sam and found him in, when he was young and then put him in the school. If you look up the kid that supposedly shot up the school, I'm like, uh, I mean, if I was drawing a character of somebody who shoots up the school, this is what this kid looks like. He looks like the school shooter. Like, if I were um, casting a movie, this it, like the day before this kid shot up his school and he would audition to be the, I would have been like, oh my God, you're the school shooter. That's exactly who you are. Uh, now his parents are on the lamb again, are on the lamb again. His parents who bought him this gun are on the lamb and by on the lamb, <laughs> I mean on the run and they're sending bounty hunters after them. Do you think it'll be Dog the Bounty Hunter? Are we going to get full Gabby Petito on this case? I don't believe anything the news tells me. I don't care. I'm sorry about school shootings and false flags and all these crazy events. I am becoming 
ice hearted when it comes to anything the media tells me. They don't say the truth. Uh, so that's the new thing. Uh, the Ahmad Aubrey case, that was a dud, so they don't know how to talk about that. They've been talking about abortion again, blah, blah, blah. It's just this tired old cycle, this tired hamster wheel that we're doing these same things over and over again. You guys, I feel like I've repeated myself so many times in this microphone. I've lost my oomph to even talk about Ghislaine or a school shooting or whatever else that we're supposed to be talking about. It makes me crazy that we're still in a world of stupid mask talk anywhere, anywhere. It makes me so crazy that anyone anywhere still fucking puts a mask on their fucking face and goes to a store. It makes me incensed. It makes me so incensed how many people are going to listen to this fucking episode and put their mask on their fucking face while they go in a store. What the fuck? Sorry. <laughs> Back to Ghislaine. Ugh. I don't know. Maybe this is part of the aggravation. Is that I just feel like, okay, now we entertain you. Come to this bread and circus so we can talk about all the stuff you guys already know, but you're still going to wear your fucking mask to the store. I'm not mad at you, but I know it's true. I know some of you out there are making excuses about how mean the people are in the store at you and how I just don't understand. I just want to go get my food. Come on. Why do I have to argue with someone today? I'm sad. I'm sad. I'm sad that it's been over a fucking year, two years. We're going to close in on the third year of fucking Corona and you're still wearing a mask waiting for the person next to you to fucking take it off. I'm sad. Back to Ghislaine. <laughs> I'm taking this shit out on you guys a little bit and it has to do with how many times I'm aggravated at myself that I've had to record this fucking information. Back to Jussie Smollett. <laughs> ah, I just can't believe we're in this stupid world. I can't believe we're in this stupid world where I've heard myself talk about stupid masks and stupid vaccines and fake elections and fake news and fake stuff. I feel like a broken fucking record. I feel like a broken record and it makes me even more incensed when people are like, hey, what do you think about flat earth? Who gives a fuck? Can I just get you to go to the fucking grocery without a mask on? Who gives a fuck what planet you think is out there? Who gives a fuck? Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm going to wake up my neighborhood. They're like, what's up with this lady? <laughs> I'll be like, sorry, there's an eclipse somewhere and I'm shot out of a cannon, motherfuckers. How many times can I say fuck on this episode? Maybe I'm going to call this episode fuck. <sighs> yeah. So I should just leave all that. <laughs> Oh, maybe all that needed to happen. Maybe all that is why I haven't been able to record it because every show before that just felt like I was a fucking talking head too. 
Hi, you guys. I'm fucking Anderson Maddow, and welcome to fucking Project Cheney. And now I'm just going to regurgitate the weird, and you guys aren't going to do anything about it. And I'm going to slowly go crazy being the last fucking human being, not wearing a mask, and not getting vaccinated. And you guys are listening to me live from the internment camp. Let's meditate about it. Let's get a crystal. Can you pull a tarot? Does that tarot say bravery? No. Okay, maybe when you get um, recycled for your 4D life and your next regurgitation and you are evolved into the 5D character that you plan on being, then maybe you'll take your fucking mask off in the store. Okay. Yeah, I know I'm talking directly to some of you out there. It's insensing. It's insensing, truth teller. What if we're all waiting for you to grow balls what if we're all fucking waiting for you to have the courage to say no that's what I think in my life it's kind of the shit I hold myself accountable to I really think sometimes what if the whole entire world is waiting for me to be fucking honest what if the whole fucking world is waiting for me to speak my truth for me to speak my love for me to speak my fear That's how I've been holding myself accountable since my birthday. It's maybe part of the reason to come back that it's so hard here and to just be like, Ghislaine Maxwell, fucking Donald Trump, fucking Joe Biden. Let's talk about the queen. Uh, It's fun and silly and whatever. And I try to make light sometimes that we're in um, living through the new world order. And that we're all holding this high fucking frequency because we're the fucking angels. We're the guardian angels sent fucking back here to save humanity. Like we're here to hold fucking spiritual lines, to make people laugh, to fucking put our words out there in a way so everybody knows they're not the only one feeling these feels. They're not the only one frustrated as fuck. They're not the only one that feels alone in a sea of people. It's like the real fucking world we're in. And what is the fucking point of this? What is the point of this? For your old normal? For your new one? How long are we going to play fucking colds and flus? I was just saying to somebody today, I'm so old. The cold and flu used to be a different thing. Like the cold, you had some sniffles and a sore throat and a cough. And the flu, you might shit yourself or throw up. They were like a neurovirus flu and a fucking hay fever cold. I don't know when this cold flu season all wrapped up into one thing, but the cold, you might get a cold, you know, depending on if it was cold outside. That's why it was called a cold, duh. And you would get a flu maybe any time of the year because you never knew if you were going to get something that made you throw up or shit your pants. I don't understand when everything that went wrong in your body became one thing. And then we also had this idea that doctors and medicine are really there to fix us. I think the cure in quotes for everything is really in the cure for everything. So if they tell you, you need to wear a mask I'm going to tell you, 
that box of masks came from China and that's what the coronavirus was on. If they tell you, you need to get a vaccine, I'm going to tell you that vaccine came from some company and that's what the coronavirus is in. If they tell you you need a PCR test, I'm going to tell you the coronavirus is on that fucking swab and that's how you got sick. So I think this is how they've been always getting us sick. For always. I think this is how they spread AIDS. Shit, this is probably how they spread cancer. It seems like if I go to the doctor because I'm not feeling well, they send me to eight other doctors. And then all those doctors have a new ailment for me. And all those new ailments might have a pill. And all those pills have 30 new side effects. And we're all just going to play like medicine. At what point, you guys? Tell me how medicine helped your grandparents. Tell me how it helped your parents. Tell me about that good mental fucking therapy that you've received or someone you know it saved their life. Has it been that that saved their life or has it been you? Tell me about the drugs that are saving people's lives. Tell me about the Dr. Drew rehabs that are saving people's lives. Because all that shit, I would say, no, we wouldn't have needed all those rehabs if they didn't spread all the drugs. Because every fucking dude my age that had a pill problem from my age to 10 years younger, they all got addicted to those pills from a doctor, a doctor that was helping them with pain. So looky there, the cause was in the cure again. They were going to help the pain better by giving you a big fat addiction that ruined your life. Oh, wait, your kid doesn't sit still? Your five or six-year-old kid doesn't sit still? Why don't we just give him crack? Just a little bit of crack. It'll help him focus. I'm sorry, meth. If we're going to be, you know, if you're going to hold this up, if you're going to bring this to Dr. Judy Mikovits and say, hey, can you fact check this, Dr. Judy? She's going to say, not crack, meth. They were giving kids meth. (sighs) I did not plan on this show being like this. I haven't even looked at my paper yet. I just planned on it like, oh, let me talk to you guys about Jerry Sandusky, the fucking Commonwealth of blah. Let's talk about the elite. Let's talk about it. I don't know. Maybe we'll just talk about me. Maybe I'll project onto you guys, but we'll just talk about me by me projecting onto you guys. <sighs> Can you believe, though, it is closing out 2021? Doesn't it feel for real like a few weeks ago that we heard 14 days to flatten the curve? Do you have any friends that have lost their businesses? Do you have any friends that have killed themselves? Do you have anyone that's died of coronavirus? Do you have anyone that's died of the vaccine? How many months were you petrified? Were you just scared? You didn't know what was coming next and you didn't know who to trust? Are you still one of those people? But it's not a virus you're scared of? But the like impending doom of the unknown, the impending doom of not being able to feed your family, the impending doom of not being able to pay your credit cards, the impending doom of not holding 
your job title or working in the field that you graduated from college to work in? What's holding us all collectively back? It makes me sad. I guess that's it. It makes me sad. Because I've been living my life exactly how I wanted to live it. I haven't let anyone told me what to do. I've been ridiculed and chased around stores. And uh, where I live, it's like 80% normal. But it's not like that everywhere. But why isn't it? Why isn't it? Why can't I go everywhere? Because you're not fighting hard enough for your fucking state. So I get, I, I'm not allowed to go there. Do I have to come to your state and fight for you? Is that what you're waiting on? Do you need me and Donald Trump to come to your state to take you grocery shopping? Is this what we're fucking waiting on? Are we all collectively waiting on the CDC or who to tell us when? I just am at a fucking loss. And I don't understand what you guys are waiting for. Man the fuck up. Do you need to hear these words? Man the fuck up. I hope you're a husband driving in the car right now. When I say man the fuck up, your wife looks at you and she tilts her head like, mm-hmm. Because I'm, she's talking to you, bitch. It's not me. I've been massless the whole time. Why you haven't wanted to even get out of bed earlier to drive our daughter to school so she didn't have to put the mask on and to get on the fucking bus. Yeah, bitch, man the fuck up. I don't know. I just don't live in a place where people are allowed to speak to my wife in a way. People aren't allowed to speak to my friends in a way. And people aren't allowed to fucking mask to my loved ones. If you don't believe I put my money where my mouth is, you're probably not one of my friends. And if you are one of my friends, or if you've been uh, around me in public, no one's saying anything to me. They got some cunt to say something to me. They're not going to say anything to you either. Whatever you think I am, whatever kind of special special uh, hero skin that you think I have, whatever kind of armor you think I have, whatever kind of thickness you think I have, yeah, I've gotten better. But it was so scary. But it can't be scary anymore, you guys. It cannot be scary anymore. Seriously, seriously, are you waiting for a new vote and then you're going to vote in somebody good to take a mask off? Are you going to go march at your Capitol so that they fucking um, change it for you to not wear a mask anymore? Guess what? You don't have to do that. You just have to stop wearing the fucking mask. It's a mandate, bitch. It's a mandate, bitch. It's always been. Your fucking jobs, all the jobs you were fucking leaving, all the jobs you were crying about. Guess who's hiring everyone back? 
those same fucking places Disney announced today. Oh, guess what? We're fucking dildos who fucking traffic children. And uh, we realize we're not going to have enough people to run our parks unless motherfuckers um, get hired back that um, don't want to get vaccined. So I just don't understand. Stop being fake wolves. You're pound puppies. Do you need this tough love today? Some of you, I'm preaching to the fucking choir. Some of you went to Thanksgiving and had to deal with your bullshit asshole families and their crappy ass food and sit there and listen to their bullshit personalities and their bad opinions and shitty information. And you just had to sit there on the hamster wheel again because you're tired of fucking fighting with it. And what's the point anyway at this? You're looking across the table at half your relatives like, oh, I hope the vaccine kills you. I'm done. That's not where to be either. Is this where we're all supposed to be? Just in a whole place that we wish the other side dead. That's not what's supposed to be happening either. If it's a spiritual war, this part of it, this anger part, this sadness part. This is the part that if I don't say it aloud, maybe I'm not holding a line for myself. This is the part that if I don't come here and scream it and, ugh. <laughs> I mean, I have realized already during this tirade that I cannot attach anyone's beautiful conversation to this word vomit. And even my body language right now is so tense and like, I just want to grab this mic like it's a throat. <laughs> oh, I should call this episode the worst part of me brought to you by my dog. <laughs> just kidding. Oh my gosh. What else do I want to talk about now that I'm screaming about it? You know what? I am going to scream about this too. Since I'm here. If you've hit the word Zion, if you've hit Israel, if you've hit Jew and you think you're at the end of the conspiracy rabbit hole and now you're going to start labeling every Jewish person a shill, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and you're a baby truther. When you put up cartoons that are so racist about Jewish people and you're putting those cartoons up, blanketing a whole movement of people with you now as anti-Semitic. It's the exact same as putting up Sambo cartoons. You do understand that just because one side of history might be wrong, it doesn't mean the other side of history is automatically right. And so if you think the world is all run by the evil state of Israel, you need to start digging into the house of Saud. You need to start digging into ancient China. You need to start digging into the top of the Catholic Church. You need to start digging into Rome. You need to start digging into Egypt. You need to start digging into America. And maybe 
if you even want to go with the most simple form of your Jesuit Jew idea, the eye of the pyramid, the triangle is three-sided. So even in the simplest, simple, simple form, your Zionists are only one part of that triangle. So when you put up this anti-Semitic cartoons and this really low-hanging fruit and everyone with a last name that you consider Jewish now, that's what they wanted you to do. Like you're really just taking the part. So they called you a Nazi and you're going to become one? You make it so we can't ask questions when you take the role that they wanted you to take. You make it so we're not allowed to question the Holocaust. You make it so we're not allowed to question the state of Israel. You make it so that we're not allowed to question a moil. You make it so that we're not allowed to question things because you've turned it into hate. And please don't do it for my part of the movement. I don't stand with people who are anti-Semitic. I don't stand with people who are anti-black. I don't stand with people who are anti-Chinese just for the sake of being anti-China government. If you don't understand the difference of what's happening here and that the top of all these organizations, whether you consider yourself a Jesuit, a Jew, a Gentile, the top of your organization is ran by an evil fuck. It doesn't change that most of the people of all these organizations are probably very righteous. And if you take any religion mostly any religion, I should say, and you boil it down to what it stands for. And if you really walked the walk of what that religion was, you would probably be a good person. The problem is that most people, regardless of their religion, don't walk any walk. They just like to sit on a pedestal and judge everybody else. And so if you are you going to call yourself for real any kind of Christian and then draw big-nosed people Jewish cartoons? What the fuck? It made me so irritated a lot. I've noticed in the past few weeks because all these baby truthers, this is the problem with people just waking up in 2018, 2019, is all roads. It's so easy for the powers that be to curb your thinking and to bottleneck your train of thought into the certain quicksands of bad ideas and you'll notice the people online that are the loudest with the most aggressive followings are just a fucking pool of bad ideas and it's a really great way to one get you and everything about you into the idea of a vision of hate if the rest of the world can call you a racist because you're putting up cartoons about a whole race of people is your opinion worthy of even listening to is it all the same are you saying the same thing as everybody else are you in the good fight it doesn't look like the good fight to me it looks like bullying in a high school playground and I don't want to be a part of that side of history I don't want to be part of the bullies are the bullies the one that are about to win The people who are like, I told you so. I've been telling you so. Ugh, That seems like the worst side to be on. The worst side to be on. 
drawing cartoons of every race that's not what Italian that's not Irish that's not black that's not what what are we gonna pick to draw a race about think about who you follow you guys like think about who is putting breadcrumbs in your ideas who is helping mold the truth that you're searching for If they are showing you who they are, believe them. And so when their insecurities are showing you cartoons of other races that are literally from the 30s and 40s, I mean, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Like, would you follow an account that was putting up a Mammy Black drawing? Well, that's what you're doing when you're following these accounts that are doing the same thing to Jewish people. And if they were doing it to Spanish people or if they were doing it to, you know, it's fine. Everybody can do it to Catholics. That's fine. Everybody can do it to a redneck. Put a Confederate flag on it. That's fine. But should we be? I'm, I, I'm almost at a point that it's like if a newspaper printed it, ever it was there to dictate a narrative so if you're reprinting these old cartoons you're spreading not just a new narrative the old one so what a way to combat being called a nazi why don't you put up a jewish jewish drawing it's another it's just it's like a, we keep talking about this Ouroboros and that we're on a cycle. And so you're just taking the side, taking the side. Let me grow a tiny little mustache under my nose. Just silly, 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 silly. Okay. I'm really going to look at my list now and see what I want to talk to you about. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to eat gummy bears. First, first they're sour, then they're sweet. Maybe that'll be my show today. First sour, then sweet, and I'm only putting one bear in my mouth at a time this time. So I yelled at you about the Jew thing. I hope it made somewhat sense. And don't say, I know, you guys, I know. I've been looking into this shit for 20 years. I know about the Jesuits. I know about the Jews. I know about the state of Israel. I know all the stuff we're not supposed to ask about Hitler. I've asked it. I've probably asked it on air somewhere. Um, yeah, South America, Antarctica, time travel, Nazi bell, um, 10 million Polish, 30 million Russians, 6 million Jews. I know you guys, I know. Take the hate out of your heart. The hate is fear because you don't know what you're talking about. And everywhere you don't know what you're talking about, you've allowed fear to set in. And then you go back through your little history and you find something that fits your straight white man narrative and you put a little cartoon there and now make everyone laugh like the bully. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So I yelled at you about that. Um, So if you hit Jew and think you're at the end, please keep going. Please keep going. (sighs) Ah. 35 minutes in (laughs) shit right now I'm having the thought do I delete this whole thing 
does my audience really need to hear me scream at them this long for 35 minutes? Why not? Why not? But you know what I do know is that I can't add one of the sweet, sweet guests um, to my show with my creaky mic. I'm not going to put Bootsy on this. He doesn't deserve it. He deserves better than this. Uh, I was thinking um, change subject, like a harsh turn change subject. I was thinking about um, myself being a kid growing up and um, everyone would be like, oh my gosh, Cheney's so smart. She learned how to read so young and my grandparents were always so stoked. They were like, I can't believe how well Cheney knows how to read. She's so young. And I would let them brag to all the adults. And I would take books and I would read them. I'd take books from my grandma's shelf and read them for people. You guys, I swear to you, I memorized all these books. I never knew how to read. I remember, I feel like I was a slow reader and I never wanted to read aloud in front of any of my classrooms. Like, I don't even really remember knowing how to read until like the second grade. But I would memorize the books as people read them to me and then regurgitate the book back to them and pretend I was, you know, I knew when to turn the pages. Did you guys ever fool adults in any ways like this? Where like you knew you were doing something that wasn't really miraculous, but they thought it was. And you just wrote it out. I had to come clean about that. That was one of my things I wanted to come clean about. Maybe if I come clean about that, um, I don't know. Maybe the world will go in a different direction tomorrow. <laughs> um, something else I've been digging on as I shove a purple gummy in my mouth is Jackie O and her sister. Everybody I know, we Kennedy worship around here. Be like JFK and RFK and JFK Jr. and RFK Jr. and Jackie and Carolyn and, oh, Ted. But if you're an old school conspiracy theorist, you know the Kennedys was one of the, like, original evil families. And you could go back and forth on a few things like Joe Kennedy, the father, um, being a bootlegger. And you could say a lot of things with bootlegging now as they were probably just running oil, like ways to run cars because they were producing their own gasoline and um, that wasn't allowed. So maybe he got the title of bootlegger. You can look up some pretty horrible kind of therapeutic shock treatment things that the Kennedys did uh, or the dad, Joe, did to his daughter and there's some pretty horrific tales about that. Um, there's rumors that JFK had affairs with women. There's also been rumors that maybe those affairs with women that he had were just there because he was actually a homosexual. Um, uh, RFK, um, you know, assassinated as well. But Jackie, there is one of the theories that she was the one who killed Kennedy that day. If you have not heard this theory, it's pretty intriguing. She had the same bodyguard for a very long time, and he was always with her. And you can kind of see how she leans back to quote-unquote grab JFK's 
brains off the back of the truck and kind of her bodyguard jumps onto the back of the car. People say she could have grabbed a shell casing. Mm. She didn't change her clothes after John F. Kennedy was killed. She kept her bloody outfit on while Linda B. Johnson was sworn in. And then, after Robert was, was killed, she married Aristotle Onassis, who was like a huge mogul, like maybe the richest man on the planet at the time. And he was also dating Jackie O's sister before he dated Jackie O, which is very royal of them to do. Um, speaking of royal, Jackie O's sister ends up marrying a prince and she becomes a princess. And uh, I think Jackie O and her sister are like a whole fucking rabbit hole I think um the money she's left with she's kind of a publisher she was a writer uh why you know her parents you can look into them uh and which nobody ever does nobody ever really looks into the Bouviers um Jacqueline Bouvier (laughs) is that her name shit um but anyways her and her sister are really interesting so if you want a whole separate dig I highly recommend looking into Jackie O and maybe don't do it with a hero lens. Look into her like what if you are looking at a spy? I think more women and more wives need to be looked at that. We always look at these famous husbands through this certain lens, but they marry into these bloodlines. These politicians marry politicians' daughters. And um, yeah, you just see it over and over again. I would even say... um, Probably Ted Kennedy, because I think it was Ted Kennedy's chair after, was it Ted Kennedy's chair that Hillary took? I know it was rumored that it was John F. Kennedy Jr.'s seat that she took after he died. It was supposed to be the seat he took, but then she got the seat. Anyways, look into that. That's a fun rabbit hole. Ugh, you guys, I still feel a little bad for screaming at you so hard. I don't want to overthink it right now, but I actually am like, oh, that was heavy. I screamed at him twice. Like I went off the rails. I was just calmly talking about Ghislaine. I screamed in their face about mask unnecessarily, like took out just beef on them. And then um, I went hard in the paint and act like they were all drawing cartoons of Jewish people. So... If none of that was for you, please don't take it personal and just laugh and just be like, oh, damn, I'm glad I didn't draw a cartoon of a Jewish person this week. And if somebody do, do not send that shit to me. (laughs) Do not send that shit to me. Just kidding. Speaking of, speaking of people that I think are creep shows. Oh, cute kids. You better cover your ears. You're not going to like this one. You guys, when General Flynn said one world religion the last few weeks last two weeks when that came out of his mouth done with general flynn done there general flynn done there i also think when i hear the word patriot i've seen a lot of infighting p-a-y triot patriot i've seen infighting go on in the movement with the q kids um talk about you're a patriot no you are Probably they were talking about General Flynn and people making millions of dollars touring, pretending they're anons. 
that's more my guess of what uh, the Patriot thing was, not some asshole selling a bumper sticker. So just my thoughts. Anytime anyone says one world anything, I'm out. And that's where I'm out. Um, even I will say with the where we go, one we go all, that gives me a little like, uh, I don't know. It depends where you're going, honestly. It depends who the one is you're talking about. <laughs> because where who goes, I'm not necessarily going to follow. So yeah, you're one world, whatever. Don't tell me what to do. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. You know, I wrote on here too. I don't think I need to yell at you about it, but I do think it needs to be said. Please don't let fighting for your second amendment make you forget why your second amendment is there. And why they all have you fighting about school shootings and gun rights and barrels and stocks and all these detailed little things. Your First Amendment is withering away. And the only reason you have the Second Amendment at all, the Second Amendment would not be needed if the First Amendment didn't need to be protected. So please... Maybe it's why the mask is so important because they are covering your beautiful fucking mouth and your beautiful auditory sounds that are supposed to come out of it. And you are supposed to have the freedom to speak and you are supposed to have the freedom to worship as you see fit and yell that worship up to the sky with your hands all the way up and your mouth all the way open and all the auditory and all the sound coming out. That is why your Second Amendment is there. So you can say it all and feel it all and you're free to do it. So please, don't lose sight. I know guns are more fun. And I know that they're convincing you that, oh, just keep looking at those guns while you're covering your face. And just keep looking at those guns while you're shooting your kids up with heavy metals. And just keep looking with your guns while your states are going to tyranny. And just keep looking at those guns. And now you can't even go to church anymore. But just keep looking at those guns, right? Just keep looking at those guns. Keep looking at those guns talking about what a spiritual war it is. You don't even have any spirit left. You got a lot of guns. No spirit and no ammo, but a whole lot of guns. That's the world we're in now. So please don't let fighting for your Second Amendment make you forget about your first one. Uh, uh, um. September 6th subpoenas. And I've said this before, but I want to reiterate it in detail. I almost was waiting, you know, I'm just going to say this aloud and it may be saying it aloud will make it happen. I'm going to have red pill babe on because she's so far my favorite human being that I've ever talked about that day with the one six insurrection of it all. She was on a complete other side of the Capitol as I was and I was in the grassy knoll watching, you know, because I like to watch presidents speak from spots that my time machine can get in and out of without anyone noticing. So I like to watch from the grassy knoll. And she was kind of closer up. And then I was on the side of the Capitol steps um, 
where you saw all the monkeys hanging off. I mean, people and ladders and like heave hoeing and scaffolding. I was on that side. She was on the side with like Alex Jones and the QAnon shaman going through the door. So we were on different sides of the Capitol building. And part of me wants to go in detail and I keep saving the story for when I have Red Pill Babe on so we can just hash out her whole thing and me ask her all her questions and go into it and then... I would do the intro to that show talking in detail about my experience just in case, you know, I, I, I've, I've touched upon it here and I know I've gone into details on other shows, but if you're new to this show, which I, you know, half my audience is new to me here. Um, I do want to tell you that tale because it changed me forever. And um, I was compelled to go there that day and I don't really know why. And I don't know if she really knows why either. And so I always wanted to wait to go into detail to put it on that show. And we've been supposed to meet up more times than any other person that I was supposed to have on my show. And I know it's going to happen and it'll be right. But I did want to tell you guys, you know, like replaying that day over again. And I tried to buy a $50 pineapple. And now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a concession table, like on a movie lot. And I bought two lawn chairs, you know, for this lady and her kid. And I was like, oh my gosh, we weren't supposed to buy those chairs. Those were chairs for the extras and where the bathrooms were set up and where the hot dog stand was set up. And I am 100% positive we walked onto a movie set and we weren't supposed to be there. And because a million of us showed up to this movie set, they couldn't pull off the lie that they were going to sell you guys because this whole insurrection subpoena nonsense, the deadly insurrection, it was supposed to be so gory and horrific so they could still be talking about it to this day. They thought they were going to be able to come get your guns. That's how ugly they thought it was going to be. And they were going to be able to sell their lie. But there was more of our cameras there than theirs. <sighs> yeah. The insurrection of it all. So I'm definitely planning on doing this show. And um, I'm going to have Red Pill Babe on. And we're going to talk about the January 6th of it all. And we'll talk about the whole QAnon of it all and we'll talk about tarot and life and making it through the last three years and keeping your head on straight and um, yeah I very rarely advertise a show that I do not have in the can uh, but this is my plan and I want to talk to you guys about January 6th and really go deep into it but I've had a bigger plan to do that with somebody so I'm not just my experience sharing it. Um, maybe me getting to interview somebody with things I've gone through and emotions I've felt and see if she had any of them too. And I also don't want to give away any of her actual thoughts that she gave me about the day that she to totally changed my opinion on and healed me a little from some of the scarring I had of that day. And, um, yeah, I don't want to give away her philosophy. I want her to do it because it's pretty magical. So, um, yeah, there's some future advertising. Look, you know what that, I'm just going to say that <laughs> sometime in 2022, 
<laughs> I will be bringing you um, such a good episode with me and Red Pill Bay and we get all insurrection. Um, what else have I been looking into? You guys, I've been obsessed with the Turkish Crescent. You have to look at this Turkish Crescent. It is on the South Carolina flag. It is on all the Turkey flags. It is on everything. You have to look at how many flags this Turkish Crescent is on. It will blow your mind. It'll blow your mind. So if we are in flag magic and flag war, um, what's the Turkish Crescent all about? Why don't we talk about the Armenian genocide? Why aren't we allowed to talk about what the Turks are up to? They're in the same neck of the woods as Greece, across from Italy, all up in the, the area. Like I would say it's a human trafficking nest egg in that area. Why aren't we allowed to talk about Turkey? Do we do any kind of ritual by eating a bird called turkey on Thanksgiving? It's weird, huh? You know, our national bird was supposed to be the turkey, not the eagle. I think Ben Franklin wanted it to be the turkey. Why turkey? Why even call it a turkey? Because it came from that area? Hmm. And now it's covered so much here. Did it take over here somewhere that we were like, we got to eat this turkey. We got to get this turkey out of here. I don't know. Just another rabbit hole I've been on. Um, because, you know, I do the sea symbolism dig. If you listen to old shows, is the Turkish Crescent more sea symbolism? I don't know. Oh, let's see. Should I read or drop fan questions in the episodes? What do you guys think? Should I have fan questions? Should I have a segment where it's like fan stories? Should I have like a call-in show where I like have a couple fans on Zoom? You guys are so great about reaching out to me. I want to uh, see what your input is on this. You guys draw me the coolest art. Um, please send more of that. I will be sharing it all the time in, um, my telegram channel, which I think is finally off the ground. Like the first floor is kind of there. I have enough rad people that I can say, okay, I have a telegram channel. You guys, please come. It's funny and entertaining and really enlightening and smart. And, um, it's super small right now. But please come and join. You can find it at Project Cheney on Telegram. It has the bunny and the butterfly. Um, you can find me at Instagram at uh, Cheney in Wonderland or Project Cheney. Cheney in Wonderland is my ship posting site, and uh, it's very hard to find. It's very shadow banned. Project Cheney is where I post all the episodes of this show and um, each one of my guests. I try to keep it clean so I don't disappear off the internet. It's a good place to send anyone if you want to tell a friend or family member about the show. They can kind of go through and see what all my episodes are about there. This is probably not the episode you want to send them because I'm going to scream at them. <laughs> oh, what else? Twitter. Um, Project Cheney and Cheney Project. Uh, you can cash at me at Project Cheney or hit me up at PayPal at Wheatnick, baby. 
And that's only if you hit the lottery or something. You guys have been so generous to me and so wonderful. And I need to make sure I keep showing up for you. And I think about you guys every day. I think about sitting down here every day. And I wish, you know, it's like that friend. I don't know how often you do this, but I do it sometimes where I'll type out a whole message to people. They probably see the dot, dot, dot going on, dot, 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 dot. And then I'm like, delete. Like I can't even, and that's how this show's kind of been where it's like sometimes I see it written out or I hear myself say it and then it didn't feel right or it didn't feel good. And, um, with one of my friends out there, we have a no delete rule. And, uh, so no matter what we type, we're not allowed to delete it. And sometimes it's weird or sometimes it's a rant or sometimes you don't even want to go back and explain it. You're like, Oh no, can we just move on from that? (laughs) But because we've done the no delete for so long, we actually have a, um, a little more like grace with, I don't know. I smoke too much pot. Don't even ignore that. Or we'll go back to it later or talk about it if you want to. Uh, But it's kind of nice because sometimes you just need to get something out there and have another human being just their eyeballs see it maybe. And you're just pissed or you're just sad or you're just super happy or, you know, you're just kind of manic about something and you might not be in an hour. And if somebody saw you that happy for that one hour, they would be like, you're losing your fucking mind. Uh, So it's good to have a friend out there. Maybe that gets to see all those sides of you. Okay. Uh, um, Linwood, Sydney Powell, Mike Lindell, all that stuff is going on. We don't want to want to talk about that. Um, do you guys know what the, gr- uh, groper, gro- frog is like the Keck frog, the Q frog, the Pepe. If you guys know what this is, do you have a favorite one of these frogs? It's not a great drawing. I always wondered if I had artists that could do a better job of this frog. Email it to me if you do at um, projectchaney at gmail.com or drop it in the Telegram channel. I um, maybe want my own keck frog (laughs) and I want to see it's not a hard drawing I could probably do it myself but I just want to see what you guys will come up with and I want your input please write me about um yeah segments for the show and if you guys want to come play with me I do think that as the telegram gets bigger it will be a nice place to um uh choreograph stuff and things. And you know, I'm looking back now because it's, I haven't been doing this a year. I started April 1st was the first day I recorded. April 20th was the first day I dropped my first episode, you know, but looking back in this time, I guess there's only like two or three guests that I thought I would have on by now that I haven't. Um, it's been a weird year. It's weird to look back at uh, some how close I was 
with some people and then some people who are such staples in my life now that I barely knew them this time last year, if knew them at all. Internet friends are so crazy. You only know if you have internet friends. Have you guys made internet friends and family? If you guys are looking for another random oddball crew to hang out with on YouTube late nights, you can catch the Weaving Spiders. They do do a a Saturday night late night show and I try to jump in and hang out with them, but they're always hanging out doing stuff. They have a flow state show. They um, have a great telegram channel where they're actually watching Fight Club tonight uh, and they all just sit and watch it in the room. So, and then debate it and talk about it and go over the symbolism afterward. So, uh, you guys should check out the weaving spiders. Um, I'm going to drop a plug for them there. Make sure you find them on YouTube and find their telegram channel as well. It's full. It's a whole chat room full of brilliant, um, the coolest kind of geeky people. And I like hanging out with them. So you can find that as well. Uh, Ooh, I do want to tell you guys about, I said Jerry Sandusky at the beginning of this and on Thanksgiving, I was talking to um, a family member about Jerry Sandusky and, you know, what a pedophile was and how much of the college knew it. And he's like, well, Cheney, you do realize that's why they covered for him. And I'm like, what do you mean? Because they're all fucking pedophiles. And he's like, yeah, probably, but they covered for him because he was the one that probably got all the money donated to the college and the college knew it. And probably every college that's of a Penn State standard around the country has a Jerry Sandusky that makes sure if you have um, a sexual uh, appetite for something peculiar, they'll take care of that for you as long as you make sure the millions of dollars keep coming into the university. And so there was not only such a big reason about them all keeping Jerry a secret for so long, but it was also a big, huge reason that they needed him to not dig any deeper and that they were even willing to cut go a Joe because they didn't want him to keep digging because the more they kept digging into Jerry, the more it was going to pull out the whole university. The more it pulled out the whole university, it was going to pull out every university and every athletic program, and every, um, maybe even how Jerry got his job. We don't even know how these people are shuffled around, because if you think about it, guess who else was the college professor whose name's been up in the news all week? Jeffrey Epstein. So we really don't know who is at these universities and why they have the jobs that they do. I mean, some universities, they might just have the job so they can say Elizabeth Warren is the first black woman of color to ever teach here. What are we doing? I'm the first black woman of color. <laughs> that, or I'm the first woman of color, first black woman of color. I'm the first woman of color, Elizabeth Warren. Can you believe she had the audacity? What the hell? I bet you Elizabeth Warren was drawing Jewish hate cartoons in her dorm room. <laughs> Who's Elizabeth Warren? Some of you are saying, well, who's Elizabeth Warren? Is she an actress? Okay. What else? 
Jesse. That trial's going on too. Jesse Smollett. He's the guy from there was that musical TV show Empire that came out for a while, and he was like a gay Drake on the show, and um, he had it all arranged with these two black guys to jump him in Chicago. And if you look into it, Michelle Obama and Kamala all emailed him and assisted in this whole thing because he had people jump him and say, this is MAGA country. This is MAGA country. Make America great again. And they were like, hey, we seen you on Empire, gay guy. Hey, gay guy. We're just some Trump boat and MAGA hat wearing empire watching. Nope, this character that we're creating already doesn't make sense, right? No one wearing a MAGA hat's watching the TV show Empire. It's just not happening. It's not because um, MAGA people don't like hip hop. It's because the TV show Empire was that bad. It was that bad. So anyways, Jesse Smollett trial going on. Uh... That one should get interesting how deep it goes because otherwise he'll just be a total patsy. And I don't think it goes down like that. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I, d I wrote on this in cursive, dear computer, you cannot see this anymore, can you? <laughs> oh, Teach your kid's computer, teach him how to drive stick shift. Those are two things that will separate them. From 20 other people for their survival, just in case. Okay. I know what I'm going to end with you guys on. Ugh. This episode feels... Ugh. <laughs> it doesn't feel great, but, you know, whatever. Okay. The last thing I want to end with you on. I shouldn't even... I'm not. I don't even want to talk about it now. Because I just... I don't know. I'm I look at I'm picking up my stuff. Why you guys are still here? I'm like getting my things together to leave. <laughs> I uh You know it is what it is. I don't want to attach anything to this. I want to leave you guys with something positive. But you know, things are happening. Every day on the news, stuff is happening. Whatever news uh, channel you watch, stuff is happening. Um, conspiracy is real life now. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah, NASA. Yeah, Disney. Yeah, Hollywood and Wall Street and Bitcoin to the moon. Yep, Ghislaine. Human trafficking is real. Pizzagate. This whole virus and the whole pandemic was fake. It's all bullshit. But here we are. Me still screaming at you about masks and... For what? So maybe I feel better. So maybe I feel better that I didn't go off on a whole bunch of innocent people in the store and I bit my tongue because I had to stare at their stupid fucking face in a mask still. I have to feel bad and then because they're scared and we're all in it together, you guys. We're all in it together, you guys. 
Are we? I don't feel that way. I don't feel like we're all in it to fucking gather while you're putting heavy metals in your child and I am fucking um, not able to find a job. I don't feel like we're all in it together. I don't feel like we're all in it together when uh, no matter what you voted for, we all know this election was fraud and we are all just moving on. It doesn't make me feel like we're all in it together. It makes me feel like I'm on some kind of hamster wheel of my own screaming into the abyss that some computer program tells me a certain amount of people click it and that makes me show up again. But I really should just be screaming this into the night sky because what fucking difference does it make? And then I say, what fucking difference does it make? And some of you out there write me the most amazing things and tell me like, the most incredible stories and the best words of encouragement. And sometimes I think, oh shit, all that whole thing was just for me. Like it was just so that person would reach out to me or tell me that thing or send me on a new dig or give me some words to fill my heart or some seed that sits in my head for another six months and then I pull it out like it was my fucking thought. I don't know. And I don't want you guys to, you know, think I'm not grateful. I'm a peculiar person. I have too busy of a head. It's hard for me to stay on track. I'm hard to have a conversation with, I think. I, um... Sometimes I feel like I'm losing my humanity... And then sometimes I feel like I just am learning how to be human. Like just now learning how to do all this. Like somewhere around this time last year, I felt like I just became sentient. Like a robot who just, like the fly landed on my eyeball every other day. And then it didn't anymore. And I know if you listen to this show or if you've heard me on my Maria 777 we talk a lot about Dolores and Maeve and Westworld and just today I was thinking shit I don't know if I'm Dolores or Maeve I feel like I'm the man in black like on this search for a fucking maze like an answer to something and one of my friends said to me like a month ago like why why do you want to know this? Like, what's the fucking point? What happens if you know? And she didn't say it like this. She didn't say it. Like, what's the fucking point? Like, so what happens when you get to the bottom of it? For what? Dude. It was like my life's work. I don't really know how to explain to anyone. Everything I know and every single, every single thing I research and the web and the connections that I try to make, I don't fucking know why. I don't think it makes the world a better place to know it. 
I don't know if it makes the world a better place to share it with people who aren't ready to hear it. I don't know. It was kind of a weird question to hear, like, why or what? What's it all for? What's you knowing all this weird shit for? I don't know. It's like a calling. Like the same way I had to go to D.C. that day. Sometimes I just stay up all night. Like I have to get to the bottom of something. And I can't tell you there's so many more things I never get to the bottom of. It's just the idea or the philosophy or the the fact just becomes like a new glass of water. And my movie sign set around that one day when I need to swing away, the water will be there. And I don't know what it's all for. And sometimes I feel like the days are just going by and... I know something else, but for everything I know, I'm unlearning something or unlearning 10 things. When I learn one fact, it's making me like realize 10 things I thought were true are all wrong. I don't know. Maybe it's this shedding of skin and the skin shed is happening faster than I ever felt before. Maybe it's painful, like growing pains. It's weird, you know, like ideas. They're kind of like friends in that way where you carry something so strong for so long. And then one day you just don't believe it anymore. Or you don't have faith faith in it anymore or. It's just not true. It's like relationships or, you know, like somebody's your best friend every single day. You talk to them every single day, every single day, and then you just don't anymore. Is that the new? Then you hear from them six months from now and you're so fucking excited to hear from them. And the conversation, the hour was so great. And it's so bittersweet when they get off the phone. And you're like, holy shit, I used to talk to them every day. Or that relationship that you're in, that they're everything. And now you can't even imagine kissing them on the mouth. Or like a parent that you listen to. They used to be the smartest thing in the whole world. You thought they had all the answers of the whole planet. And now you're like, holy shit. They know nothing. I'm smarter than them. I'm smarter than my dad. (laughs) It's weird how change is. They always tell you like, well, change doesn't happen overnight. Yes, it does. Instantly. 100% of the time. It's never gradual. It's just One second you feel and think and breathe like this. And the next day you're wearing a mask at the grocery store. It's fucking weird. It's fucking weird that I'm here. Or how many things that you say like you're never going to do again. Or how many things that you say you're never going to do that you do. And how many things that you never thought you'd do that you do. I don't know. What a bizarre world.
like when everyone learned in school about 1942 Germany and Hitler and how that all happened. Every single person was like, that would never happen on my watch. How does anyone even take part in that? Well, now you know. You can look at yourself and you know exactly who you are. Are you a good little Nazi who wears your mask every day to make sure that you get a paycheck? Are you a good little Nazi who puts your mask on at the store every day so the other little Nazis don't give you dirty looks? Are you mad that I'm calling you a Nazi? Well, then take your fucking mask off, bitch. <laughs> All right. I guess I'll end it on that. I swear, I had an idea to do a sweet, sweet show for you guys. Like I was going to roll it in like rainbow sprinkles and um, caramel or something. But it came out more like vinegar and chili pepper. <laughs> well, you know what? <sighs> they can't all be gummy bears, right? I appreciate you for joining me this week. I do hope for anyone that's hearing the show for the first time, you give some of the other shows a listen. And um, if you're hearing this for the first time and you're like, holy shit, I just found my new show. I don't know if you can get comfortable with this amount of anger. <laughs> I don't know if you can get comfortable with this amount of fire. This is Sagittarius season. And uh, yeah. I love you guys. I miss you guys. I have two shows I'm going to be bringing you very, very, very soon. I'm not going to promise because that always goes bad. I don't have a schedule. So you never know when you least expect it. And hopefully when you most need it, I will be back. Until then, Annabelle, please sign me off. Bye-bye. So she has been Chaney, and now she's off to smoke a blunt. See you next Tuesday, you fucking cunts. <laughs>